Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Gobeski Wallace Report. My name is Charlie Wallace. I'm Adam Gobeski, and we have with us three hmm, heroic. Yeah, not not based on this movie. Two <laughs> kick ass. No. <laughs> I feel like we did that in the first time around. <laughs> but, but now we're too kick-ass. Oh, okay. <laughs> excessively. Yeah. This movie is excessively kick-ass. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then three excessively ass-kick guests. <laughs> Doug Gobeski. I don't know how I feel about that, but uh, here I am. Tony Huff. Ahoy, ahoy. And Paul Wilcox. It's great to be here reviewing. Uh, I'm just really excited about this movie. It's the third and final installment of this year's Mary Marvel movie, March Madness 2020. Perhaps <laughs> the only March Madness that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I made sure to put in the blog post for tomorrow that if you're missing out on madness, we're really the only game in town. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. unless you go to the costco <laughs> so we're covering the the marvel asterisk movie kick-ass 2 it's our 41st installment it's a august 2013 film i said asterisk but according to the official uh our official um whatever you call it, the scorecard i don't know so it's actually an obelisk uh but the upshot is that like the predecessor this is Kick-Ass 2 was based on a comic that was published by Icon, which is Marvel's creator-owned imprint. It's Marvel, but not quite. They mentioned Stan Lee in it. They did mention Stan Lee. Although I think by that, uh, I, I think by that ruling, we'd have to review Mallrats, wouldn't we? Hmm. Is that also based on a comic? <laughs> no, just any movie that mentions Stan Lee. <laughs> mm. Any movie that mentions Stan Lee or any movie that has a Stan Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Streetcar Named Desire? Yep. <laughs> the complete works of Laurel and Hardy? <laughs> oh, I have to go back farther than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just all the Stanley Tucci movies. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there's a little overlap. <laughs> we wouldn't have to do Captain America again, or would we? <laughs> we would get the privilege of doing it again. <laughs> Uh, but yes, Kick-Ass 2 is the sequel to Kick-Ass. Uh, this is the story of one Dennis Kick-Ass who likes to bathe in blood constantly. <laughs> Just nonstop blood. Lots of blood. <laughs> yeah, you know that scene from The Shining where the doors open and the blood flows? Like, imagine that, but more. I actually think they shot it underwater, but they tinted the screen red. But anyway, while this underwater blood ballet is happening, the actual ballet is that Dennis is trying to gain control of the ass mansion. (laughs) (laughs) I'm listening. (laughs) Which uh, he has lost due to um, a rivalry with his friend who goes by the name of the Mother Kisser. And so they have to fight each other and also not drown in all the blood. And spoiler alert, there's not a third movie. Yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Charlie, what's this movie about? In three sentences. 
So Kick-Ass and Hit-Girl from the original movie have to decide whether they want to continue to be superheroes or not. And Chris D'Amico kills his mother. Accidentally. Accidentally kills his mother and thus becomes the mother uh, inappropriate word that we're not allowed to say on this podcast. Uh, Additionally, our... Yes, that one. Additionally, our superheroes uh, team up to form a sort of Justice League, if you will. What do they call it? Justice forever. Justice forever. Who will win? Good guys or bad guys? Do we care? Let's find out. That was more than three sentences. (laughs) I think just my outro there was more than three sentences. (laughs) Also starring Jim Carrey. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Took a while to realize that. For me, yeah. No, I I was right there with you. Does he have a prosthetic nose in this? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think that's the the huge problem for recognizing him. Well, and the accent. I don't know. By the time we had gotten to the point where Jim Carrey showed up, I had forgotten that he was in the movie and then had to ask Adam, like, who is that? (laughs) (laughs) I said, that's Jim Carrey. I was like, oh, okay." (laughs) You were like, what? Oh, I guess it is. Yeah. I actually thought he did a pretty good job. (laughs) Yeah, it was one of the better things about this movie, I thought. Yeah. I mean, even when Man in the Moon, when he was playing Andy Coffin, I was like, oh, that's Jim Carrey. But here i was like oh yeah if i didn't already know that was him it would have taken me the whole movie to figure it out you mean the part of the movie until he's not in the movie anymore right no i would have been thinking about it the whole time (laughs) it was that guy oh geez (laughs) oh like how nick cage is in this movie but not (laughs) this picture keeps showing up and you're just like you're just like oh nick cage (laughs) oh yeah yeah yeah. i saw him i like that picture it's very nick cage picture uh, I guess production notes real quick. Um, yeah, uh, they decided to make a sequel. Apparently, Matthew Vaughn chose social justice warrior signaler Jeff Wadlow <laughs> to direct wow. and write. <laughs> who? Uh, no clue who that is. Well, so, spoiler alert, we uh, read some of the Amazon reviews. <laughs> And one one reviewer yeah. complained about SJW signaler Jeff Wadlow without any <laughs> obvious reason why he was being called this. And, huh. and nothing on his Wikipedia page, at least, suggests that. Although his aunt is Katie Couric. That's kind of cool. Uh, he apparently directed Cry Wolf. So I think Brianna owns that movie. It's a slasher film. Oh. Uh, Never Back Down. Hmm. Is that a dance-off movie? Mm, uh, looks like a martial arts film. <laughs> Never Step Up. That's like a dance-off. <laughs> Almost as, as close as you can get without being a dance-off movie. Violent dance-off. <laughs> yeah, Capoeira. Hmm. Uh, yeah, the only notable movie I'm seeing here is he did the movie Nonstop in 2014 with Liam Neeson. That's like the only one of these movies, other than Cry Wolf, that I even vaguely recognize. Yeah, that one sounds familiar. Liam Neeson on a plane. Oh, he directed. Basically yeah. being the Taken Dad, right? Yeah. He directed Fantasy Island from this year, which I think is hovering around 10% on Rotten Tomatoes. People did not like that movie, which is well, the only reason yeah, I know this about year, it. You mean 2020? Yeah. It, it appears I haven't to even be a, heard of it. It appears to be a horror movie version of the show fantasy high that's true <laughs> something something no one wanted yeah you don't know that we, we might want it 
Yeah, maybe it's like Serenity. Absurd. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the production looks pretty unexciting. Uh, I think the main things to note are that, um, yeah, they got Jeff Wadlow in to direct it, and um, Evan Peters, who played the third friend in the first movie, didn't show up for this movie. Uh, it, looking into it a bit, it appeared to be scheduling conflicts with American Horror Story. That seems to be the most likely explanation. So they got some other guy in instead to play the role, uh, to which my first note is, who the f*** is this guy? (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't even realize until looking it up just now that that's intended to be actually the same character as the previous one, because that's how different he looks. I was just like, who is this person? So now I'm actually even madder that they made that character, who I liked in the first movie, betray him in the second. Yeah, at least Don Cheadle didn't betray Tony Stark. Right. Some real bullshit. Apparently I'm going to be bleeped a lot in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> or in this podcast, I mean. But yeah, what do you want to talk about? Um, had we seen it? Boy bands? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Had you seen <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, let's talk about the boy bands. I don't know. Let's talk about it if you've seen it before. Doug, had you seen it before? No, Jim Carrey told me not to. <laughs> that is true. Wait, what? <laughs> uh, so I believe the movie came out around the time of uh, Sandy Hook, didn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it filmed before and then came out after. Jim Carrey was like, yeah, maybe this movie with all, all the glorification of violence and gun violence isn't really what America needs right now. So anyway, the only reason I saw it is uh, for this for this podcast. Tony? Uh, no, I had not seen this movie. Paul? Uh, same. Hadn't seen it. Really, really wasn't on my radar at the time. Uh, prior to this, I'd seen it zero times. So, well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. But you own the movie, right? Yeah, because I found it at a Goodwill and knew that we were. It was coming up in the March. <laughs> was it worth the amount you spent on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, how much I mean, did you spend on it? I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Four bucks, maybe? No, mm. that's how much I had to spend to rent it. So I guess spoiler alert for the end of the podcast. But usually when I buy movies, I'm generally pretty satisfied. This movie, I was definitely afterwards was like, I wonder how much money I would get if I took this to half price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I never saw this one due to lack of interest. It's nothing about it, really, I think. Was it because there was a shield in there, Charlie? <laughs> I didn't know that ahead of time. I mean, I think we're just kind of in the period where there's just going to be a shield in every movie we watch, and I'm going to have to learn to deal with it. You're going to have to hate it. <laughs> I like Clark Duke, but I hated his shield. <laughs> <laughs> My next note says, very violent. So maybe we should discuss the violence in this movie. Was it that violent, though? I thought it was. I just felt like there was a lot of, like, unnecessary violence or, like, this, like, your deaths happen and then you were supposed to, like, either, like, laugh them off. Like, it almost seemed like some of the deaths were trying to be funny. Like, that was part of the joke. Like, Mother Russia killing all of those cops. You know what I mean? Like, each cop had, like, a little thing they said before, like, they died. Or when there was that scene where they're, they're... I think Hit Girl finally like comes back and starts like taking care of the bad guys, you know, trying to save Kickass, and they're like getting run over by cars and like bloods everywhere. It's just like, what is going on? It just felt 
unnecessary to the plot. Well, there wasn't a plot, but that's that's for me. <laughs> it's just a bunch of stuff that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hard on this today because I hated it. Go ham. Go ham, Tony. Spoiler alert. That's a good example. Like people getting run over by cars. I mean, I've seen that a lot in movies, but I'm not sure I've really seen it like this, where there's a lot more yeah. blood and crunching and stuff than you're you're kind of used yeah. to. Like on- honestly, it felt like a Tim and Eric movie. <laughs> <laughs> but I would rather watch the Tim and Eric billion dollar movie for the story. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to stop that in the middle. <laughs> I really did not follow like the storyline to this at all. Like, it just seemed like a bunch of clips that were put together, and I was like, "Who am I supposed to care about?" I didn't care about anybody. And it, it was just weird. Huh. I didn't I didn't personally think plot wise that there were any major issues other than that. It just was dumb. <laughs> but it like it, it seemed to be put together well enough. Like things flowed together. I didn't think that at all. There was just like, like, OK, we just... beheaded. We beheaded Jim Carrey and we've, uh, you know, used some mail or whatever to determine who one of the other people is. And okay. We cross-referenced it with social media to determine we got the right person onward to harassing the next superhero, you know, that kind of stuff. Like it. Eh. I think maybe some, sometimes the, there was some, some tone shifts that really felt jarring that maybe make it feel a bit chop. You know, it's like, okay. And now it's mean girls. The movie. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yep. At least at the beginning, it was like, oh, okay. So now is this going to become a dance movie? Because I, th- I think it's about to become a dance movie. <laughs> right. I wanted it to become a dance movie. I was kind of disappointed <laughs> that there wasn't a dance-off later. That would have been fine. You know, they That would have been done, a better uh, way to show up the Mean Girls. They could have done silver, gone silver Linings playbook with it and turned <sighs> it into a dance movie. Yeah. It just, it, just seemed like, it just seemed like a bunch of, like, like I don't know what their audience was. Obviously, it probably wasn't thirty-year-old <laughs> Tony Hoff, <laughs> but like it was just like bodily function joke, and then just like oh, pop culture reference. You know, obviously we're watching it seven years later, but whatever. But it was just like oddly timed stuff. Like talking about bath salt. Like like, <laughs> do the girls, do the girls really like openly talk about doing bath salts at a party? Like I don't think so. Like I was in high school. Like, we're talking about getting drunk, maybe, but like bath salts? <laughs> I don't know. And then another thing I didn't like was uh, they introduced this character for uh, the mother, you know, Ever. the mother, father, the mother, father, and <laughs> the mo- and, and the mother, uncle who was sitting across from him, you know, is like his dad's brother. And then he like he kills Javier, and then that's, like it. that's it. Yeah, and he's just killed. No, and then that character never comes back. Wait, maybe maybe that was the SJW stuff. John Leguizamo, you know, repeatedly telling Red Mist to, hey, you know, maybe tone down the racism. And yeah, I know it's mother father. I'm gonna call him Red Mist anyway. I actually <laughs> like that you're calling him Red Mist though. That's the yeah. You feel better. That was like the yeah. best part of the movie. One of the best parts though is him just being like, dude, real so- reel that back in, guy. <laughs> like it's like this movie is like, oh. We actually have characters people might like. We'd better kill them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and bringing back, uh, I guess he must have, his uncle or whatever must have been in the last movie. I didn't remember that, but I recognized him now from Game of Thrones. So he's definitely an English ac- 
he's definitely an English actor and had like the worst accent I've ever heard. Like, was it supposed to be a New York accent when he was in jail? Oh yeah, I I don't know. Oh the like the mob boss guy. Yeah, like I could not understand what he was saying most of the time. He's not in the first one. Oh, he isn't. Okay, so he's just a no. character brought in for for nothing to kill John Leguizamo. Remotely, that's it. Give, to give uh, <laughs> mother father the motivation that he needs to really just wait. So that know. was a pep talk, <laughs> right? I thought he was well, going to come back and kill says, him. But I no. needed that. He, yeah. was, he thanked the guy for killing it, Javier, it and he's like, "I needed that." That was, I, I think, that was an attempt at at character development. I'm not saying it worked, <laughs> but well, you know, I think that that, that, that might have been their reason for doing that. Or maybe because they ran out of John Leguizamo time. Uh, that's also. <laughs> I mean, have him get that's in a car a... accident. Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Did we have a funeral for John Leguizamo or really anyone other than uh, a kick-ass senior? Nope. Not that no. kind of movie. Mm. Except in that one funeral scene where it is that kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's well. that kind of movie for what? <laughs> for one moment. Yeah. That, that's, those were my least favorite parts. If you're gonna like be a ridiculous movie, just run with it the whole way. Don't try to lecture about what heroes are and stuff that that sort of thing. So getting back to the violence a bit, and maybe it's not violence so much as gore, almost like just a lot of blood and and stuff like that. But I was like afterwards, I was thinking about like why did the violence and the blood in this movie bother me more than like other movies, like Punisher oh, Wars well, or something? Like this yeah. is all edge lord. <laughs> Punish your war zone or I mean, I was actually thinking of the lone wolf and cub movies and maybe it's because in like those movies, like when the blood happens, like it's contained, it's not the whole movie, but I definitely have watched those movies and gone like, Oh, <laughs> like when he like cuts the guy's like arm off and it's just spraying red paint everywhere or whatever. So I was trying to decide why this movie felt different from that. And maybe it's just because it's, Partly because, like Doug said, it's the edgelord thing, and partly because it's just like continuous. It's not like it's not like it builds up to that scene. It's like it's constantly happening through the whole movie. Mm. Pervasive. Yeah, that's a word that would well describe it. Was it pervasive? I don't know that I even noticed. Well, that's just because you're desensitized. I think so. Like I'm not even kidding. Charlie, did you notice the violence or not? Yeah, no, I definitely did, and I think it has the reason it's very seems disjointed is because the parts that don't have the violence they're very much like people telling our heroes oh there are real world real consequences and you're putting yourself and other people in danger and you might really die and then you go to these fight sequences and they're just completely cartoon this is not a comic book and then it is a comic book this is kind of trying to have it both ways and it's just like yeah there, i think there's more to it than that though yeah the parts where there was violence it just wasn't it's more kind of like ew than really enjoying it. I think it's because you've seen it done other ways, and then you're like, oh, you decided to do it the wrong way. Kick-Ass gets cornered in the alley, and then Hit-Girl saves him, and she's got that guy cornered. She says she might cut off his hand, and then she does cut off his hand, and like tons of blood comes gushing out. And I'm like, oh, Yeah, man. but I mean... That was after he, that's so after he put up a, a little bit more of a fight, though. He did, I know. Yeah. I'm not saying he didn't no, he... deserve it within the <laughs> confines of this movie. <laughs> You can't say he wasn't warned. Yeah. <laughs> so Charlie coming out as anti-dismemberment. <laughs> Hot which, take. Which, uh, which is relevant for the very, very end of the movie as well. 
yeah, <laughs> the post credit right. scene, which I assume you watched, Charlie. I did. Yes. Were you happy that you did? Um, was it a yes. beautiful button to the movie? Oh, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was wondering, did he survive that shark attack? I assumed he died. Yeah, so did, so did I. I did too. I think it probably would have been better if he had died. I mean, if I were him, I would have insisted that there was an end credits scene so that if there's a third kick ass, he gets to be involved. So is he get to be a cyborg? <laughs> I, I mean, his real his real power is money, right? And he still has that. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, medical bills are expensive. Uh, I saw there was a Pepsi Max sign in the background. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was cool. <laughs> You Speaking know, of highlights, when you start. <laughs> of yeah, <the> <laughs> you know, it's real good when you're talking about the Pepsi Max. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that really made me long for the days of the, the original branding. <laughs> you know, I was probably drinking a whole lot of Pepsi Max when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it worked. Same. Yeah, I'm sure we have audio evidence of us drinking a lot of Pepsi, Pepsi Max around this time. Just to interject. Episode 34, Live in La Vida Loco Pizza. Uh, Pepsi Max figured prominently in that May 29th, 2012 episode. Okay. Nice. All right, let's talk about things we actually enjoyed about this film. Uh, Mm. Such as, I wrote this down because Paul and (laughs) Tony were here, and they were like, make sure you write down the Will Smith quote. What was it? It was like it was something like discovering that your best friend is actually Will Smith. Or yeah, something. it was like when he found out that he was kick-ass. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When Marty f- finds out that uh, kick-ass is Dave, and then Paul was just like, "It's like finding out that your best friend is actually Will Smith." <laughs> it wasn't Paul who said that. That was in the movie. Oh, was it? Yeah, oh. Paul just lost it. That was just a fun. There was there was a lot of funny moments early in the movie, <laughs> and that was the funniest. <laughs> I just maybe I just put it on as Paul because he laughed so hard. <laughs> I was like, oh, Paul said that. This is now this is now Paul. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna use that now. I also thought <laughs> at that time maybe Paul is Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't know that I'm not. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> How many children do you have, Paul? <laughs> and what are their uh, names? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were some funny parts in the in the movie. Like, I know I remember laughing. Like that and the bath salts joke. That one cracked. The bath salts, yeah. <laughs> and there was there were some moments early on. I like Donald Face on. I was excited he was in this. Yeah, who was he? Doctor Gravity. Yeah, they actually should have done more with that character. Honestly. He was yeah. fun. Yeah. I guess I kind of liked the Justice Forever group, the different characters were, that were in that. Were, mm-hmm. Most of them were pretty amusing. Although I found the mother-father duo to be kind of sad. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's their origin I mean, story. Yes. <laughs> but I liked how at one point they just have her put a brick in her purse. And they're like, okay, yeah, that'll work out pretty well. Yeah. And then later in the big fight scene, she just... just clocking dudes with the purse it's awesome <laughs> it's a good callback i enjoyed when they gave each other a little kiss after that like they were that was really they were, good they were real supportive of each other <laughs> yeah. hashtag couple goals exactly 
Well, I don't know if I want my son to be abducted yeah, right. before. But if that had to happen, then yes, a couple goals. I feel like you're taking the wrong lesson off. <laughs> <laughs> that my life has to be exactly like theirs in order for the goal to line up. Yeah. <laughs> All the external factors can't be the same. It's the only way you can have that kind of relationship. Yeah, a couple actors making their first appearance in the Marvel movies. Ah. Daniel Kalu is in this movie. Uh, he's Black Death here. He'll uh, he'll go on to be in uh, Black Panther as uh, I don't remember the character's name. Oh, was he the friend? Yeah, yeah the like friend the... who is like super mad about the fact that Claw got away. Yeah, and so supports um, Killmonger because he's a stronger leader or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, so. Daniel Kaluuya is probably best known for things like Get Out. And then uh, Benedict Wong makes his first appearance here before he goes on to be um, Wong in the Doctor Strange <laughs> and Associated movies. He's the biohazard guy, I think, right? No, Benedict or- Wong is, uh, I think he's the like Chinese gangster or whatever. He was oh, like the, the, it was the a boss. Poker game. Yeah, the oh, poker okay. game guy. Yeah. Okay, okay. I thought that guy it's was a human familiar. trafficker. Okay, thank you. Yeah, the human trafficker. He also plays poker, though. That's what we remember him for. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair to just call him the human traffic. <laughs> you know, I half expected that scene to end with it turning out that, no, this was just a poker game. I felt like that, that too. Was yeah. No human traffic. <laughs> yes. Like they were just they were kind of leading to like, oh, they're going to make a huge mistake and like kill a bunch of innocent people. I thought what was happening. Yeah. Yeah. Was that Jim Carrey's character, who was previously said to be a mob enforcer, was just doing mob enforcement? <laughs> That's what I thought was going to happen. Oh, there's a lot cool. of they could have gone with this movie. Yeah. I got that sense the whole time too with Jim Carrey's character. Was there something that he wasn't revealing, and then it turns out now <laughs> his heart was in the yeah. right place. Yeah, that was that was weird. Well, what does that yeah. What does that say about us? You know. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that this guy can be pure. <laughs> this guy's not pretending to not be Jim this. Carrey. I don't trust him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, I think it's just the way that the the other like uh, Justice Force people were acting. You know what I mean? They were like, "What is going on? We're actually going to do this?" He's like, "Yeah, let's go." Like, right. Yeah, and like when he pulls out the gun. Oh no, yeah. No, no, no. Everyone was kind of like, "Oh man, he's got a real gun." Subverted. Like even even after he was like, oh, there's no bullets, and I was still just like, yeah, I'd still be equally scared of it though. Same. I mean, that's just that's just normal gun safety. Yeah. Like you just you always treat a gun like it's loaded, <laughs> unless you know for 100. percent Even then, man, you but, yeah, you, that's got to be a human trafficking ring or something. Right. By the way, when you called him the human trafficker, that just sounded like a really bizarre superhero name. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's a trafficker, and he's human. <laughs> Call him the human trafficker. He traffics in... He's, he's got the orange vest on. Of course. <laughs> As all human traffickers are wont to do. <laughs> just beats people over the head with the stop sign. You know, the, the stop slow sign. Um, yeah, let's see. Even though this is... I think more or less intended to follow up pretty much right after the first movie, right? But they've moved on from MySpace to Twitter and Facebook. Oh, did they have Twitter in there? I saw Facebook. Well, they they we saw Facebook and they were talking about the the mother hugger um, posting things on Twitter. 
Yeah. Because oh, he had like yeah. all the like a thousand followers. A thousand followers. <laughs> oh yeah, was that supposed to be a lot? I couldn't tell. Yeah, that was that was big at that time. Oh. Well, that that was the beginning of his yeah. thing. You know, maybe he had like a hundred thousand by the end of the movie. I mean, you know? it could be like a, a high school joke too. I mean, like in high school amongst your friends, that would be a lot of followers. I think just for a personal oh. account. Yeah. I mean that that would make sense because it seemed like they wanted high schoolers to really like this movie <laughs> with the bat salts <laughs> <laughs> and the sexy dancing. <laughs> <laughs> The the women that were just completely nude in the pool. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was like, that. whoa. I like turned Adam like they're naked. Adam's like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> 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 I'm watching a movie here. <laughs> so the first kick ass also had clout sharks trying to beat up kick ass for YouTube views, right? Like that was a that scene was a callback, right? But that is kind of weird how they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to get a ton of YouTube hits taking video of ourselves committing a crime. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the sort of thing that's probably the most realistic part of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so how about that mother, Russia? Sexy. <laughs> I, I know Tony perked up when she showed up. I, I liked her. She was very good at what she did. Probably the best of yeah. any of them. And didn't really care about killing. And, and that, that was what I needed. She felt like she belonged in a better movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> Even the other bad guys were really like, uh, I don't want to mess with this person. <laughs> yeah. They were talking about like, oh, she's definitely earning her pay. Yeah. Which was nice to hear that that, that there wasn't any type of uh, jealousy within the, the group. <laughs> but they, they all agreed on what... Each other should be paid. <laughs> See, that's another example of the SJW stuff. They they were all for basically equal rights amendment type stuff. Oh yeah, like, we should all be paid the same amount. And then they then they learned, oh no, this person should be paid more. Yep, because they take on more risk. <laughs> I didn't like how Mother Russia died. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. Yeah, it was pretty anticlimactic kind of for yeah. for well, what you'd, you'd think that like you know she'd have to fall into some kind of machine to actually die well and then like <laughs> why did why would she inject or like a pot of lava or something oh you know? well, she thought it was poison <laughs> yeah why would she inject her with the with the nick cage serum poison she thought it was poison Poison. So then, just kill the person. Don't don't stick them with a needle. No, no, no. Throw a needle away. It's an ironic death. You tried to kill me with poison, so I'm going to kill you with that same poison. Irony. That's why she was playing. Super she was villains playing love the reverse psychology song. game and was pretending to want to stick her with it so that she would stick. You know. So she would stick. It was, her. Yeah. Isn't that what we all want? To be stuck. For for Mother Russia to give us a shot of adrenaline. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Right. It was also a little weird though that they had that scene where Hit Girl gave the syringe to kick ass to and then he never used his. Did he? I don't think he did. Yeah, he used it in the uh the twenty minutes of extra footage in the extended edition. <laughs> oh, maybe. Right. Twenty <laughs> minutes longer. I you can't gotta, even imagine. I'll have to pick that one up. Well, we we looked into it, right? Apparently, it's just twelve extra minutes after the credits. Wait, what? From one of my attempts to figure out what was actually going on, that was the difference. Is 
if you rented the extended version, you got the movie and then 12 minutes of deleted scenes. Oh, just oh. deleted? Oh, deleted no. and extended. Oh, oh they don't put it in order. They, they just inserted? There's no. clips at the end. Yeah, that uh, seemed to be what it said. Uh, that's a bummer. That's that's how I came across the Amazon reviews, was trying to figure out what the difference was mm-hmm. and reading the descriptions. You got to toe for grace it yourself, you know? Spend a couple weekends yeah. inserting those clips in the right spot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining a Topher Grace supercut where it's just Mean Girls and all the <laughs> violence is removed. Wait, you do the supercut. You you put all the Mean Girls type stuff first, then you have Dave show up and you know essentially be a negative influence, and then she goes full Hit Girl Psycho as a result. I bet you could do that. I think there's enough there. Problem with all these supercuts is that they involve revisiting (laughs) (laughs) you have to watch it again (laughs) so you had all the high school stuff with hit girl and saying that oh well she really needs to be herself and find out who she is and not you know try to be social with other people and it's like well she just picked really bad friends it's like maybe she could have done fine if she had picked some other people as friends the movie seems Mm -hmm. to be implying that like yep those are the only girls that exist in this entire high school that you could have been friends with didn't they did they they kind of picked her right well it was like they got put together because of their parents or something oh is that what it was maybe i kind of some kind of play date yeah okay yeah i remember not really making a lot of like cohesive connections in that during that stuff i think that's when i felt like the movie was a collection of images yeah (laughs) Also, my those were my favorite parts of the whole movie as well. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of just wanted it to be a more ridiculous, more violent Mean Girls, but you know. <laughs> I did comment while we were watching the movie when she uses the six stick on the Mean Girls. I was disappointed by the uh, the quality of the CGI. Practical <laughs> effects are all yeah. better. That that the the, the <laughs> diarrhea looked yeah. very fake. Could have been a lot more visceral. They, they did the, they did that with the with the you know the gore, but the the gore felt kind of you know more realistic. Yeah, believable. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Than the than the diarrhea it was kind of disappointing. <laughs> Movie can't do anything right. <laughs> At least they tried. At least there was diarrhea. <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> Are you going to give us a good rating, Paula? And to say, at least they tried. <laughs> at least they tried to make a movie. <laughs> Didn't they get credit for that? That would be pretty awful for them to say, hey, this thing causes vomiting and diarrhea, but only show the vomiting. Yeah, I was I was wondering when they were finally, I was like, oh, they're not really kind of staying away. Yeah, apparently there's a, you know, a delayed effect, though. You know, the vomiting comes first. Well, it kind of makes sense. I mean, your body has to have time. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of feet that. of intestine to, to flow through. That's true. Mm-hmm. What if the girls were stopped up at the time? Well, that could have been it. Yeah. Well, my kid, she did them a favor, really. <laughs> it has the system has to work its magic. It has to cause you to inject all of your body fluids into your intestines at the same time. Yeah, there's a lot that has to happen there. <laughs> wonder how that thing works <laughs> <laughs> let's do the deep dive get me <laughs> now the vomiting we just take that for granted that makes sense <laughs> it's the diarrhea that's the problem 
<laughs> the diarrhea is always the problem. <laughs> so I feel like we should maybe address the pretty horrific rape joke scene thing. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. You want to do that, Adam? I mean, I don't want to. <laughs> I would think that that would be screenwriting rule number one. It's like, no rape jokes, please. If you think you need one, you don't need one. <laughs> well, it's edgelord stuff, man. Uh, I guess. I mean, this maybe this. you're right. This movie is for us. I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> I'm saying it's bad. I'm saying there's there's a, a thesis to its badness. <laughs> the SJW edgelord film film uh it was like rape and ed it didn't go it was just it was awful yeah that it's whole like they time wanted to put in an ed joke and they yeah you know chose that as a vehicle and it was a bad choice stuck and, out as a a badly misjudged joke in a movie full of badly misjudged the rest at least stayed behind that line you know it was like yes there's lots of tasteless stuff here but you know this it was particularly tasteless really crossed the crossed the line yeah that's pretty much all i have to say about that i could have done without it yeah i don't think it really added anything worthwhile to the film the joke wasn't even funny right yeah so like you know, even as an edgelord thing it failed Edward, and it was just a little bit too bit too much talking about the boy band yet oh we didn't talk about you yeah. and jay which turned out to be a real boy band. Really? Wait, for what? Yeah. What? And that's a real song that they were listening to. Wow. Made it, made it, I think, to like number six on the UK singles chart. So I'll have to link to that in the blog, yeah. I mm-hmm. for sure thought that was a parody of Justin Bieber or something. Oh, apparently it was super legit. <laughs> Good old Union J. Anyway, Charlie, favorite scene we haven't discussed. Um, I did kind of like the... The van fight scene, forgetting for a second all of the crunching of bodies unnecessarily. I thought it was a pretty decent action action sequence. I think a lot of the other action didn't work so well, but I thought it was kind of fun to watch it girl, you know, navigate around the side of a screen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although I will say it's just very noticeable whenever they whenever they're using someone other than Chloe Grace Moretz to do the action sequences, which is every single action sequence. Like when they cut to her and then cut away and I'm like, that's clearly not her. And then they cut back to her. I think for some reason for hit girl specifically, that's just really noticeable. I think most because all of her, her acrobatics are supposed to be so impressive. I don't know. I just was constantly bothered by it. Wait, I thought you were supposed to talk about something you enjoyed. Oh, well, it's something I enjoyed reminded me of something I disliked, which is this movie in a nutshell. I like Donald Faison too. I, I like the introduction of Doctor Physics. What was his name? Gravity. Gravity. Oh, Doctor Gravity. And I was like, oh, this could be fun. Yeah. Meeting up with fun characters and going off and fighting crime. And those, I think, those sections were a lot of fun. Yeah, I actually kind of liked the uh, climactic fight scene. I thought there were some good moments in there that worked pretty well. Like the the six stick stuff made more sense there. Mm-hmm. Um, You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I liked the kiss between the, the mother and the father. Um, some of it just seems staged reasonably well. Like, I like how Mother Russia just seemed, like, unstoppable until, like, the end. And, like, all the stuff. Like, because we're told, you know, Hit Girl's really good and all that stuff. And then, like, nothing she did was affecting her. Was affecting Mother Russia, I mean. Yeah, it's my favorite. I, th- I, would have to, I would have to agree with you that that, like, end scene was probably the, the most well done out of the whole 
movie. And also because it was uh, the movie was ending, I was uh, really excited. <laughs> yeah, we got an hour in, and Tony was like, "How is this still going?" <laughs> yeah, it's still yeah. Like even into an hour, it still felt like they were still building up the storyline. Where I was like, "Can we just get to the story, please?" Yeah. <laughs> when are they gonna get to the fireworks factory? I guess. I guess one thing I did appreciate was that they locked up the dog before they killed Jim Carrey. Because if the dog had not been locked up, they would have had to kill the dog. So we were at least spared that awfulness. Oh, and then we don't find out what happened to the dog. Probably starved to death. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure the police took care of it when they discovered the body. Yeah, because they definitely left the dog completely unharmed. Yeah, yeah, right. Because he specifically yeah. said, "Like he's don't not that kill evil. the dog." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, the the police uh... rehomed him, or maybe he's a police dog now. <laughs> hey, this is a dog <laughs> that looks, that looks seems, similar to our police dogs. Uh, yeah. Seems kind of seems like it's already half trained. For hey, us. it's got a costume. <laughs> Kick ass three it's just the dog <laughs> supposedly, supposedly uh as of last year kick ass three is is going forward what oh impossible i'll believe it when i see avatar 2 <laughs> wow i forgot about r2 uh, <laughs> exactly but uh it looks like the kick-ass comics have moved to image in the meantime so we will be spared it on the march, even if it does exist. Unless it turns into uh, part of the Mary Marvel movie March Appendix. I mean, it might be fantastic. We don't know. What if it's based on a story that was in the comics from before it switched over? Uh, yeah, is this movie based on the comics? Like, is this plotline yes. a comic plotline? Yes. In fact, uh, Christopher Mintz Plotz was on record as saying that he was relieved that the rape scene that's in the comics doesn't happen in the movie. Oh, <laughs> but we can't so get rid of it entirely. Worse. Well, then. Who, who is this? Mark Miller? Yep. That sounds about oh. right. Noted goat liquor. Yep. That's what I should get Charlie for his birthday. Yeah, maybe we should add, maybe we should include that in the blog post. Just the the next wave cover with Mark Miller licks goats. Yep. All right. So ultimately, what did you think of Kickass Two? Would you? Uh, stand respectfully at its funeral while it was buried in the ground? Or would you crash the party and try and shoot up everyone who ever dared respect it? (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm asking, how many six sticks out of ten would you give this movie? Uh, That makes it really tempting to rate the six six sticks out of ten. (laughs) Six six sticks. Oh. Yeah, okay, I'll go first, but man, this 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 one's a difficult movie to rate because it's so disjointed. If you cut away enough stuff, there's a good short in there somewhere. You're probably going to end up keeping Jim Carrey, probably going to be keeping the high school stuff, cutting Chris D'Amico entirely. But I guess I have to ask the question, did I enjoy this? Would I want to see it again? Would I recommend this to others? And... The answer to all of those questions is no. So I'm going to give it three six sticks, one for each of the mean girls in the cafeteria. Like this this movie, this is a do not watch 
Well, that's only five bags of popcorn from Doug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody vomited in this popcorn. Uh, how about? Yeah, I hated it. How about uh, Tony next? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with Doug. I did not like this movie at all. Um, I was looking through the old uh, the old scores to kind of see where. Uh, I should line this up, but I didn't like that. There was, I, to me, I didn't feel like there was really much of a storyline. Way too much like violence. Like, and I'm I'm okay with violence, but like, it was just like violence for a joke that didn't really pay off for me. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm gonna give this one. I'm gonna. I was gonna go three, but I'm gonna go two, and I'm gonna have it on on par with uh, with the Ghost Rider, the second one. So, uh, two six sticks for this one. I zoned out. What number did you give it? Number two. <laughs> Very fitting. CGI diarrhea. Yeah, I don't think I quite despise this movie quite as much as the rest of you guys. You know, I thought I had some good funny moments towards the beginning. <laughs> like, I thought it was, like, dumb enough and, and kind of off the rails enough in the first half that I was like, oh, I think I'm going to rate this good. And it kind of, like, lost me as it went on to some extent. In that it it tried to kind of have it both ways, kind of like we were talking about Charlie, where it's like you talk about like the real life consequences and you know maybe some other stuff about you know being a hero and all that. And it's like I, I didn't think that fit very well with just like the edgy kind of dumb comedy, which was the stuff that I kind of liked, with with several exceptions when it didn't work. Obviously, overall, I think I would give this movie uh, five, six, st- six sticks out of uh, ten. I wouldn't recommend it to anyone other than maybe me to watch it once. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I couldn't see myself really going back to it, but it is. it, it had some moments that were just kind of like the right level of like, you know, goofy for me too get a good laugh out of a few times other you know with some hard cringe here and there for sure i was having a similar problem that like some of you were saying just like it's kind of hard to rate this because there are moments that are you know kind of entertaining and then there's moments that are just like why what what is this sir do you remember the simpsons episode that ends with there's a giant like olmec head in the living room or whatever that they get as a gift but Marge keeps going through trying to figure out what the moral of the events was. And then they keep like saying, well, like, no, we got a reward, right? The head's cool. And so Lisa's very like, perhaps there is no moral of the story. And Homer says, exactly. It's just a bunch of stuff that happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's how I feel this movie is. It's just a bunch of stuff that happened. So this yeah. one, I think in particular, I'm just rating against the other movies I've seen. Just like, you know, would I want to watch it more or less than like Howard the Duck or anything like that? And so I think that's why I'm going to settle on three six sticks out of ten, because that's the rating that I gave the 2004 Punisher. And I feel like for me, it's about on the same level as that in terms of my desire to rewatch it. So three six sticks. But uh, I have this sort of sneaking feeling that if I watched it again, knowing what I was going to get, that maybe that rating would go up a little bit if I was less cringing and more on the comedy side of it. 
Like, do you know what I mean? Like, if I knew what what the cringe stuff that was going to happen would be, I was sort of like prepared for it. Mm. Maybe this would sneak up a little bit. So this movie does remind me a lot of the original Kick-Ass, which I didn't like either for basically the same reasons you guys are saying. The violence is supposed to be funny and it just doesn't quite hit the right tone. And uh, all of the story doesn't really match with the violence that's going on either or the cartoonishness of it. And at the very end, Kick-Ass starts talking about like, oh, well, I started this and now I have to finish it. And you think back and besides a couple of things like, saving all the women from the human trafficker okay that's one thing but other than that it's just a bunch of superheroes wandering around not really preventing crimes and all of the supervillains wouldn't exist except for kick-ass so it's kind of like all right yeah like you said adam what was the point of all of this if he hadn't killed chris D'Amico's dad then none of this movie would have happened and everyone would have been better off that's what i learned wait 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 wait, wait. the first movie shouldn't have happened <laughs> You're saying the moral of the story is let criminals do crime. That's what I'm hearing. I don't know. The if, mob is good. If the result. Oh my I, God. I guess. He's really going to defend the mob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, there was only one mobster in this movie, and he taught a very you important lesson. Yeah, you, you mentioned the <laughs> I know, I know, I know. he killed the best character. <laughs> <laughs> very much like No Country for Old Men. You know, the... <laughs> If following the rule brought you to this, of what use was the rule? <laughs> uh, so ultimately, I have to give this three six sticks out of ten, and it gets a full point for Donald Face On. Otherwise, it would have been a two. <laughs> oh, I was going to say close to four. <laughs> no, it would have been a two. It would have been tied for my lowest rating, which I think was the of the two thousand four Punisher. I usually like to rate my movies more than it costs at the Goodwill. <laughs> but today, I could not. It's worth a, a dollar. Uh, point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Does that make this our lowest rated movie so far? On average? Uh, yeah. I think Man-Thing still wins. Oh, Man-Thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it does. Yeah, Man-Thing wins still. Kick-Ass 2, not as bad as Man-Thing. <laughs> mm. 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 Yeah. now i kind of wonder <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go back and bump up my man thing score a little bit. <laughs> so thanks for enduring our 41st installment of the mary marvel movie march kick ass 2 we're now going to jump forward to november 2013 with what i think is safe to say will most likely be an increase in quality of the film uh, and that is the MCU movie Thor The Dark World. Going to go on a limb here and say it's better than Kick-Ass mm. 2. Hmm. We'll have to see about that. So until then, I hope you enjoy your quarantine. And uh, yeah, listen to some previous podcasts. I mean, what else are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm Adam Goveski. And I'm Charlie Wallace. A thanks to our three two ass kicking guests is that what we said it is now <laughs> excessively ass kick guests. paul wilcox it was a pleasure tony huff i had fun <laughs> and uh, gobeski i will acknowledge that i was a guest on this podcast <laughs> oh better than most episodes <laughs> <laughs>
If you can just take my name off, oh, one, that'd be cool. I've been bleeding out your name this whole time. Yeah, if you could, if you could just erase the last few days, uh, basically everything up to the point where I started watching this film. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for listening to the show. Make sure to check out GobeskiWallsReport.com. We've got lots of exciting opportunities for you to entertain yourself there. Oh, I thought you were talking about job opportunities. The job opportunities we have don't pay, so they're really more of unpaid internships. And you can follow us on Twitter, at GWReport, and you can like us on Facebook. So if you're looking for an internship, talk to Charlie. An unpaid internship that gives no letter of recommendation. Just the satisfaction of a job well done. But you can stay at Charlie's house. Um... All right. Apparently, I've been saying this name wrong the whole, all my life. What? Apparently, it's Legazamo. Legazamo? Legazamo? Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. All right, Charlie, can you go back through and, uh, like, kind of patch in (laughs) the correction? (laughs) I'll have to correct correct myself every time I've said it in my entire life, too. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i have to troll previous episodes for mentions of john legazamo <laughs> that's right get uh just, get george just, lucas on it <laughs> just do a foia request to the nsa materials <laughs> 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 related to <laughs> john, john legazamo i mean legazamo damn it <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reason to get all of this, uh, to get a wiretap on yourself, is so that you can request the information later for someone else to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a government record now. <laughs> some hey, for, uh, some intern do it. Government employee to, have to <laughs> figure out how to query that. Well, the good thing, or hopefully the good thing is they could work from home and do that, so...